This is Sierra Pruitt, and welcome to the Image of God podcast. All are made in the image of God, created to cultivate beauty. And this is where we talk about creativity, faith, and real life stuff. So let's get started. Hey guys, I'm here with Taylor Armstrong. He's a musician and a songwriter, and we talk about his story and how God has really used his story to be able to bring life to others. And we just talk about the Holy Spirit and just God encounters, and I'm just so excited for you guys to listen to this and to just be encouraged because God is going to use your guys' story just like he used Taylor's. So we just talk about vulnerability and how Jesus uses that to bring freedom and just how powerful a story can be. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear what Taylor has to say. His Instagram is at Taylor C. Armstrong if you want to follow him on there. And yeah, let's get started. Right now I'm in Canada, kind of in transition from uh, graduating Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Redding, California. Mm. And uh, I'm a songwriter, singer, uh, artist, kind of a beginner producer. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So with music, how do you think that, or how have you found music to be like a healing tool for you? And how have you kind of like went about creating music when, I don't know, you're in different emotional states or anything like that Mm -hmm. beyond the the music it's the vulnerability Mm. and and the intentionality of being honest and genuine and authentic yeah um, in expressing myself through uh through through songs and you know it's the safety, even the friendships that I've made uh, who who are all in the same scene and kind of like share. So, like, so, so what I'm trying to say is they, you know, like yeah. that safety of like sharing like a, like a, the same passion mm. and that kind of mutual understanding. I think that's where the healing has come from. It's not so much the music for me but everything that comes with the music i'd say um and 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 i don't i don't know if music's been like the reason or sorry like healing with has has never been the reason why i've made music it's just Mm -hmm. kind of come with it i think and for a long time i kind of resisted that idea that that there could be healing in music i don't know why but i just I didn't like the idea of it for some reason. Do you think like community was like a huge aspect of like kind of finding healing through, I don't know, the music scene rather than actual music, but like the people that actually surrounded you, did it give you like more kind of space to actually be vulnerable with other people? And that created like, that created like a sense of community. When you find like the right people, you know, which the last few mm-hmm. years I've really been more intentional about that, about like reaching yeah. out with to people who are who are in the same scene and 
you know, doing the same thing and uh, just for the sake of not doing it alone. And that's been really but helpful. Yeah. I was like vocalizing or sharing mm-hmm. pain. How has that kind of, how has that process been with either people around you or people you don't know, or maybe just like in creating songs, I guess. So I found that when I speak things out, and I, I just become honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of when it leaves space for 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 healing and for for God just to to move as well. Because I don't know, it's just the expression and just like the the admitting that things right. may maybe aren't okay, um, or admitting this thing that you kind of have been holding on to just and you by yourself just just getting it out there and that's mm-hmm. you know whether it's on a bigger scale on, or not like like it could be just to to a few people you know you share this thing to like a close friend yeah um, but also you know there's things you could say to a large scale of people i think it's just Mm-hmm. getting it out there and just like letting letting yourself be led uh yeah. by wisdom about like what should be said to who yeah. and and when to say it because i do think that mm. that there's a time you know to for everything to be said like if that makes sense so there's some things that i yeah. that i'm holding on to that i want to share uh in a song or with yeah, in a song that I just that I haven't felt the grace to share yet. Mm. Um, so I, so I've I've got this idea that there's this um, God's timing on when something should be shared. You know, honestly, either I mean, if we're talking about a like huge scale, yeah. we can honestly be maybe too vulnerable to like uh i don't know say an audience or whatever and it's like not the right time for that yet um because sometimes i mean i think sharing i don't know pain and like vulnerability and stuff on i mean online for me i found it to be quite freeing and i think that it's actually like so powerful to people to like hear like oh i'm actually going through this and they're like i'm going through that and Sometimes, like you said, like you're not actually going through it alone or like even like confessing to friends and like family stuff, um, which also, I mean, that's a huge part of like God's world, right? Confession. And um, I think that, yeah, mm-hmm. like how we share it, the, like the wise way to share it is um, I think it helped like so many people because um, mm-hmm. you've done that now through Instagram Mm-hmm. kind of being more well I don't know what your Instagram was like before but now you're kind of sharing your testimonies or like kind of what's going through your mind and like do you find that like that has really like helped not only like people but like yourself as well yeah yeah, yeah. so I could share a little bit about my process with that if you want me to yeah um yeah I had felt for a long time that um my story 
has needed to be kind of tucked away as I've gotten more involved Mm -hmm. with the church and in leadership and all that, because I've felt that it would be a little bit uh, disqualifying for me. Um, Mm, Kind of like having the perfect image kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and like I was saying earlier, it just, it just felt like the right time to, to start being open about it. Mm. So for me, it looked like sharing on Instagram to people who follow me, who listen to my music, who don't know that part of me and my background. So, Mm. so, so maybe there's an idea of, of uh, who I am and being this person who's just like, you know, just this worshiper or whatever, this idea, whatever idea they had for me, um, who I was, I guess this me sharing and just being honest kind of crushed that if, if that makes sense, crushed that idea that maybe you have to be this like perfect person or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I feel like on Instagram, it's kind of easy to just kind of create a great identity (laughs) around yourself Mm -hmm. and like not want to address things. And like people kind of, I don't know, almost, I don't know, put people in boxes because we created the box, you know? (laughs) And we're like, this is how I am and this is what I do and I'm amazing and blah, blah, blah. But like in reality, like we're all going through stuff and like, I don't know, the fact that you're sharing your testimony or like the stuff that you've been going through has honestly been like, I think probably life-changing to a lot of people because they're like, wow, like I didn't know that you went through this or like that he actually felt this way like which is yeah. kind of crazy you did a post about your family testimony and about how like your family came to know jesus and i do you want to share that i think that, that yeah. could actually be an amazing thing that i don't know people can hear about and have kind of hope for like i don't know friends or family that yeah don't know jesus yet yeah um so before yeah. before i like dig into that I did just want to yeah. like um go back to the the first topic we started talking about which was healing and music and vulnerability mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and um yeah all of us experience pain and uh maybe some trauma in your life and mm-hmm. disappointment and that kind of stuff and I did want to talk just a little bit about pain and and it does intertwine with my story and my of, of my family and the transformation that's happened in my family um yeah i i do think that pain is maybe a topic that has become a little bit taboo and we it's kind of a dance you know we 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 kind of have to be careful not to go too far into you know, just like idolizing pain and that kind of thing. 
Yeah. And um, also just not we have to be careful to just not avoid it all the time and and think of it right. as like this bad thing um yeah so true yeah because for a long time i mean i was kind of afraid of afraid of it and like i'm feeling emotions mm. almost like it's just kind of crazy but but i think pain is more relevant than than we think it is and uh for me i've found that sharing my stories uh i've I've found that that it's encouraged a lot of people and um i've gotten a lot of feedback and messages dms all this stuff from from uh, people who are like going through stuff and asking me to pray for them Mm -hmm. and telling me what's happening in their family in their life and and uh wow it's just it's just amazing it's a a new thing for me and kind of surprised me in some ways i didn't expect that kind of response mm. but to go into my my family story um ever since i was a kid i i've experienced uh some some tough stuff traumatic stuff you know i had divorce when i was 4 years old and Oh, wow. I had to move away from Canada. I moved to Maine. Uh, I didn't like that at all. And <laughs> my mom remarried, and I gave gave my stepdad a super hard time growing up. And um, yeah. And then when I was uh, seventeen, uh, my mom died from cancer, believing for a miracle, and. And then, um, and then, yeah, I'll just be honest, like growing up, I didn't have a huge relationship with my dad didn't have a great relationship with my, 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 uh, blood father <laughs> and yeah. my first dad and right. just, just cause of, just cause of drugs and stuff like that. I, I don't want to just for the sake of honoring him, I don't want to get too far into the details. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. But, but, uh, my mom actually, uh, while she was married to my dad, my mom and my dad, they, they both struggled with, uh, drug issues and abusing, abusing mm-hmm. cocaine and, um, alcohol and that kind of thing and and then what happened was she actually met the lord i don't know the full story on that but she had an encounter with god yeah where she where she it was a physical encounter where she felt like glued to the floor like there was i remember her sharing it like there was like she felt like there was cement basically like on her she couldn't move I think she had like wow like electric currents like going through her body just like a like a physical oh manifestation of holy spirit and she left wow. left that encounter just um from what i know you know uh, mm-hmm. i can't ask her today unfortunately the whole full details but but uh, right <laughs> but she 
she left just changed transformed like from that one encounter free from um from the drugs and all that stuff and and um moving forward dang so she literally changed right then yeah one encounter right after yeah yeah wow wow that's amazing yeah and what i what i'm really excited to share is how that has uh, multiplied into the rest of the family um yeah so so from her encounter you know moving forward um it just wasn't working anymore. The dynamics weren't working between her and my dad because my dad was still holding on to that that party lifestyle while my mother was right. starting to take us to church and all that. And uh, well, eventually there was uh, there was unfaithfulness in in the marriage on my dad's end, mm-hmm. and and uh, I don't mind sharing that because he's he's open about that and uh, and. My, my, uh, after they, they divorced and after that, my mom re- remarried, met a, a pastor, they, they amazing man of God and, uh, they married and that took, that's why we left to Maine. We grew up there. I moved uh-huh. there when I was seven. Um, but she was, she was diagnosed with cancer, um, when, when I was 15 and uh but but uh they they grew us up in the church and um uh we had my brother and i had had uh had encounters and stuff with holy spirit and obviously going to church every sunday we had a good you know foundation and just from sunday right. school and all the stuff but of like who god was and and my dad and my stepdad yeah my, did you feel like what's up oh sorry Oh, I, I was gonna say, did you and your brother like follow Jesus from that those moments, like when you were going to church and stuff? Or was it all kind of like brand new to you guys? It was it was brand new, but um, we yeah, for for the most part, you know, as much as our character could handle at that point, at right. like you know being so young. Um, Mm. we yeah we actually when I when I was four around that time and when my mom started um like serving the Lord I actually had given yeah. my heart to the Lord when I was when I was like four years old or so before my mom and uh, my dad divorced I don't remember much but I remember like this one oh night giving my heart to the Lord where I knew that my brother had done it and I was just like, I was just like, mom, I want to do the thing that my brother did. And, and she was <laughs> like, okay, you can do it, but you have to, you have to mean what you said, say, and you actually have mm. to live differently. You can't lie. You can't da da da. And I'm like, okay. Mom. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at four years old. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's kind of the only Christianity I've known was like all or nothing. Like you, if you're gonna do it, yeah, you have to be full in. Yeah. Um, and as time went forward, I, I, I went the other way. You know, all in to the world, and you know, mm-hmm. but uh, that was that was after my mom 
died. And, um, you know, within that time, even my, my, uh, my brother and I kind of, we, you know, we experimented with, with drugs and that kind of thing, even like, even when we were, when we were 13, 14, 15, that, that age. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, my, my brother, he, he ended up getting pretty involved in cocaine, using cocaine and, um, other drugs and, and ended up in jail, actually. Long story short, he ended up in jail. And um, what my mom did was was brought him a Bible to his jail, to the jail. And, you know, my dad wanted to bail him out at the time. But my mom was like, no, 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 he's like, we're not going to do that. And so she brought him a Bible. And that was all that that was like all that she brought him or something. And, and, uh, he ended up meeting the Lord in his jail cell. Um, he really, yeah. So he, he, he would read the Bible and he ended up, uh, ended up meeting the Lord and just started like laughing, laughing, laughing. Cause he's getting all this revelation. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, oh. gets his, Jeremy saved and they end up oh my gosh doing, wow like, <laughs> prayer, holding prayer meetings basically at the jail and um from what i know and um anyway he's never been the same since ever since then my brother you know that one encounter in the jail cell um again just like my mom had that one encounter like life that is amazing completely transformed um radical radical for jesus like at that point on my brother i can't even describe it just a completely different person like his whole life was just about sharing the love of god and um just sharing what he had experienced you know yeah so so um so yeah, through through my you know my mom encountering the Lord, with that encounter she had, and then you know marrying my stepdad, who was an amazing man of God, and they both demonstrated mm-hmm. faith so well to to me and my brother, and they brought us up in the church, and you know and uh, and uh, my brother having that experience and and uh and he went off to bethel school of supernatural ministry as well um um everyone's at bethel <laughs> everyone's I, going to bethel i have a I, well, I have a lot of <laughs> did your mom go to bethel too <laughs> like <laughs> well it's funny you ask that she did yeah oh wow yeah wait is that literally where she had the encounter no was it wasn't there oh okay but yeah so <laughs> Like I actually have a lot of history there, which is why I I yeah, actually and... went. So my mom went there f- for healing, because they well. So she literally just went from Maine uh-huh. to Reading uh-huh. just because Bethel, and she's like, "I yeah. need healing right yeah, now." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Uh-huh. That's faith. Mm. Yeah. She. I. 
she went to a few different things, uh, conferences, healing conferences. There was a revival happening in Florida at that time. She went there. And um, each time, you know, I remember being on the edge of my seat, kind of like, did she get healed? Like, is she good now? You know, are we good? Like, mm. um, but unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but there's a healing rooms at Bethel. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't so know that's that. Where she, she what went. is that? It's like a room where they, they uh, just cultivate. Yeah, they just cultivate that uh, gift and and see a lot of miracles happen in there. So I actually served in that in that uh, I served in the healing rooms uh, for two years while I was at Bethel, and so did my brother. So when my brother went to uh, Bethel's mm-hmm. school, my dad, who was still this was in two thousand nine, my dad, who was still you know living the party life. He, he, yeah. He uh, went to California to to kind of help my brother get set up in writing. Anyway, my brother took him to the healing rooms, and my dad ends up getting healed. And he was in there, you know, in the healing rooms. He's like, "I don't believe in this." Oh my god! Like, I don't believe in this. Like, this is all fake. Oh my gosh! He literally like walked in, like, "No, yeah. I'm not." Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he ends up getting. <laughs> hit you know with god and like his elbow is healed from like i think it's called tendonitis or something like that oh yeah um and ends up giving his heart to the lord in the healing rooms like encountering god and uh and then and then that night he he had a dream had a dream about Jesus just meeting him and basically my dad felt this love that he's never felt before um, as he was walking on a beach with all his grandkids and his family and and Jesus mm. was like like this is available to you this is available for you uh, forever all you need to do is surrender basically that's what Jesus said to him, and and my dad woke up and he said yes, mm. and just kind of has never been the same since. Yeah, and I I vow for my oh dad my that you know things have changed so much since since that day. So mm. yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Um, yeah, yeah. So at that time, I was still still in this uh kind of bitterness towards god i'd say and i was disappointed that my mom never got healed and you know right battling that stuff on my own um i had turned away from god and said to the lord like i'm i'm done with you holy spirit like i'm going on my own and like I'm done, you know, and mm. and gave into sex, drugs, uh, alcohol abuse, all that stuff, and and mm. and then I hit rock bottom, and just just to quickly share, 
about my my life like my story my in all this it's just I hit rock bottom I went to my dad and told him I needed help and and I went to church like the next Sunday um you know prayed to to God like um again this time I said um for the first time in a few years I prayed to God just saying like okay I surrender I know I need I need you Jesus as a savior um so basically like let's let's do this thing and <laughs> and from there you know all in um all yeah in. just all in from that day forward and um yeah and did you have like an encounter with god at that point or was it kind of just like i'm making the decision and i'm just going to do it now i'd say um, i'd say i met jesus um yeah cuz the like the night before i prayed this prayer of surrender i was mm. i was pretty messed up on drugs and alcohol and stuff and um yeah was pretty suicidal and then and then like woke up the next day knowing that things had to change knowing mm. that um i had to I had to like live differently and that this lifestyle was going to kill me or I was going to kill myself right. or get in, go to jail or something, you know? Right. And, um, my encounter looked like me waking up, just literally praying that prayer and talking to God. And then, mm. and then, um, for, like the, the power of God that I felt was just this, this like strength that I felt for the first time and this hope, the strength to actually give up everything, all, like all the abuse that I, that was, you know, the, the drugs and all that stuff. Like I had a strength to just wow. like, I threw my cigarettes away and I didn't touch, I haven't touched them since, you know, um, I didn't, only a God can do that. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the strength to, like, mm. not use and, like, st- just change m- my life, mm. you know, and let my life be transformed. So, I mean, there was, I stumbled a few times, you know, getting getting out of that lifestyle. But, uh, but yeah, here right. I am today you know seven years later so and like okay so that was seven years ago wow yeah mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and <laughs> that's that that's amazing i mean i feel like i don't even know what to say because i'm just like wow god like only god can do this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. especially to your whole family like there's some kind of favor there like <laughs> yeah wow um, um just real quick my mom would yeah. would pray my whole life for for my dad to know the lord mm. and she didn't see it um she because of she died in 2008 
but her prayers were answered in 2009 and they're still being answered today that's unreal yeah so like what i've what i've come to think is like prayers are timeless Mm -hmm. and they're maybe they're eternal and they some some of them just take a little while to get answered Right. So right. my 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 stepdad was was struggling one day, like why why did she not get healed? And in that very conversation, that's when he gets a call from my brother, saying saying uh, saying to him, "Hey, guess what? Dad just got healed. He just gave his heart to the Lord." Wow. Yeah, like in the middle that, of his conversation. Oh. Wow. So, so like there's there's things that we just we don't understand, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but he does he actually God is actually working things together for, you know, for good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like it's so easy to kind of I don't know. Like, for me, I guess, it's kind of easy to just kind of doubt that, like, nothing's happening. You know, because obviously if, like, your dad got saved, like, years after your mom was praying or, like, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. some people would just quit praying, like, because they're just like, I don't see it. Like, it's not happening. Like, I'm just, I don't have faith anymore or whatever. But, like, the fact that she was still praying and he did get saved and even, like, that just is encouraging to me because it's almost like a long suffering, you know, and we talk about pain and like how we, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where it's, I mean, I think maybe it's in reality, it's painful to pray for people and not see stuff happen. And you're kind of just like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. But like the fact that like God is literally like, I have so much grace for like the people that you're praying for. And like, I am patient and that's like, I don't know. That's what I kind of got like from your story. It's just like the persistence and how now like all of probably her prayers from, for the whole family. Now all of you are like sold out for Jesus. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's amazing. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. That testimony is just like my story is just like I feel so much hope in that story you know yeah. it which which uh it might be good for me just to like break into a prayer or something for for listeners yes. you know and just like pray for encounters and mm. that kind of thing yeah yeah I could do that yeah go ahead all right well, um, Father, I just come to you in Jesus' name, and I pray for each listener right now and ask that you would just bless them with with uh, the revelation of Jesus and bless them mm. with encounters, whether it's a physical encounter or strength or something where they where they leave knowing you more deeply and they yeah. they leave transformed by your love and and i just bless them right now in jesus name amen mm. 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for that. I should share with you really quick, like, yeah. a encounter I had um, a couple years ago. Mm. I had, so if you want to edit this in or whatever, so I actually had an encounter with God a couple years ago that was the exact same encounter that my mom had. Real? No way. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know if she prayed that I would have it or what. Was that at church? Or, like, in your it was, room? Or... It was at home in Reading. I, I was spending a lot of time in the Word and watching the International House of Prayer live stream online. Do you know what that mm. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually heard of that. But so, I haven't watched it before. It was just how I was connecting with God at that time. Mm. I I opened my Bible one day and just started doing what I knew to do at that time, which was what it looked like regularly for me was just opening my Bible, putting on worship and just like engaging, you know? Yeah. And, and the next thing I knew, I kind of like put my bible down and just close my eyes let the music still go and and i just kind of like sat there for a minute and then next thing i knew i just laid down like on my back on the couch and oh my gosh and then like a couple minutes later something happened where i couldn't move and and I felt like I had cement on top of me, and I like was not moving at all. But was it like a scary feeling or like a good feeling? Well, as I as I'm sharing, I'll I'll kind of oh yeah, sorry. I'll kind of like explain what happened. I was mm. scared for moments of this whole experience because. Um, it was so intense yeah. that I was thinking, oh no, like maybe this isn't good because all of a sudden, like I felt this electrical current go through my body. I wasn't moving, shaking, nothing. I was just lying perfectly still. And like oh. the best way I could describe it is there's this noise. It was like, and it was like so loud. And like going through my entire body super super intensely and i was i was a little scared at mo- at in some moments cuz i was like yeah i was like oh shoot like maybe i'm having like a seizure or something right like maybe this isn't good and it would get really intense in my hands like vibrating in my hands and then like all over my until my entire body was covered um and then it would kind of fade and then get really intense again and fade and that happened i don't know i don't know how long it was to be honest and Mm -hmm. um and then my roommate would walk in and he just thought i was asleep like he had no idea what was going on really yeah like oh my gosh like (laughs) 
he just thought I was asleep. I didn't say anything because I was in like the most intense life encounter, life encounter, life tra- uh, transform, transforming life <laughs> thing yeah. encounter thing I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, anyway, like I got up later, didn't tell anybody for like a few days what was happening until mm. I felt felt like it was the right time to share with my roommate exactly what was going on because it was weird for me and and uh that was the first time anything like that ever happened and it was really unexpected um but what happened was I walked a lot taller after that I walked um a lot more bolder and confident Mm -hmm. in my relationship with God and like what the power of God and and in the I like a lot more confident in the power of God you know wow yeah um so yeah and the strange thing is I realized later was that it was the same encounter that my mom had where she felt like she was like cemented Mm. it was the best way to describe it I yeah I I, uh, talked to my brother and found out that he that she had the same thing so happened to her oh my gosh yeah yeah look at god oh Mm-hmm. Well, do you think like after that you kind of like do you think when you say like you walked more confidently do do you think that like you walked confidently and like actually professing like I don't know like the gospel or like or yeah. your relationship with Jesus like to people more totally um, I could, than before I could share, yeah I could share a quick story about that too yes yes um, I went on an outreach to uh, Boise, Idaho, um, uh-huh. like a week or two after that. And we were at a church and I remembered this encounter um, that I had, right? And as I was praying for this girl, this girl who was deaf, I was praying for healing, like her ears, mm. for healing in her ears. And um and because I had that encounter, it was something that I owned. It was something that, like, no one could take away from me, you know? It was yeah. like, no, I know God is real. I know the power of God is real. And, like, mm. I, like some boldness was just, like, rose up in me. And and I was confident in my prayers towards her. And, and um, I actually ended up praying for her. And I... And we were we were praying for her. I got her to take out her hearing aid, and I would say something, and then I'd back up a little more, say something again, and she could hear me for like for, as I got further and further away. So like there was definitely some kind of improvement. And Shut uh, up. and I I just owe it to to that encounter, and if that if that makes sense, like because I was that much mm. more confident at that point to pray and yeah and my faith had my faith level was a lot greater at that point mm. so so yeah I would say I walked a lot differently in sharing in sharing uh just like who Jesus is and in, walked differently and mm. and more confidently in my in my identity in Christ yeah yeah 
yeah there wasn't there wasn't as much fear of man and there's still you know i'm still walking that out this fear of man thing is a lot less now um ever since then once we actually like tangibly experience the holy spirit and like god actually moving in the supernatural like our perspective changes so much and like our like you said like your faith levels rise like so much more than Mm. if you didn't see i don't know like yeah so i don't know whoever's listening and they haven't experienced the holy spirit or just like a tangible like work of god like you're not like doomed and it could happen to you um Mm. and like i think that this story and like the stories you've been sharing um is like make have that be an encouragement to you guys because sometimes we don't even expect god moving and he just does just insane that he can just like love us that much to be able to show us like his power and like who he really is and like that he can heal the deaf and like heal people like at their lowest so yeah yeah Mm. great amen amen Encounters of the Supernatural with Taylor yes. Armstrong. <laughs> yes. I know, I'm going to have to figure out what to title this. You might need to help me because uh, I don't, like, it needs to be, um, you know, good, yeah. like clickbait, but not clickbait, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I had fun. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Me too. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. <gasps> okay. I'm going to end this now. <laughs> do okay. I, I'll talk to, sorry do i click finish recording uh i'll click it okay okay <laughs> sounds good all right